Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999 Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we talk about the films of 1999, except oh. this is a bonus episode, so I don't have any like silly thing to talk about. That's gonna be great. This is a bonus episode. We're very excited and very fortunate. The director and writer, and dare I say, virtuoso behind one wow, of my yeah, favorite wow, movies yeah. ever, Cruel Intentions, Roger Cumble has joined us today to talk about that movie, his experience in 1999, Hollywood in 99, Hollywood today, how it's changed, et cetera, et cetera. Roger, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming in, Roger. Thank you guys for having me. This is going to be, I, I mean, I'm really excited about this because I do feel like you know, we, we did our episode on Cruel Intentions, and as is the case with every episode we've done thus far, we're kind of talking out of our ass a little bit. Like, we're assuming things, we're talking about this things, we but we, back the curtain this is where we actually get we to have the director in front of us, the writer-director, to answer some questions we posited in the previous episode and sort of guessed at answers to. Can we talk about, though, our... our- first meeting because <laughs> uh, i think that's important sure uh sure i so roger was sitting here before we got on mic and uh i worked at a video store in toronto called bay street video as and, listeners of the pod know <laughs> potentially uh and roger was a customer and i served him in toronto uh in probably 2002 2003 is what we're yeah, assuming I was doing 
rewrites on New York Minute, the Olsen Getting paid twins very film. well for it. Yes, I, I was calling my wife every week and going, you can buy more furniture. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> the so, and I remember, and I ran into you, and you said, oh, I, I, know, who you, uh, I yeah. know who you are. Yeah. And I remember saying to myself, I can't rent porn because <laughs> this guy knows my That's name. That's really that funny. Yeah. Yeah. I recognized, I recognized your name through the, yeah. yeah so I, there you go. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. That's uh, remarkable. It's a yeah. small world. Here yeah, we are yeah. now. No. You, Bill's been super nervous that you were coming on the whole time because he didn't know if you felt. This guy that, created Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Why is he nervous? I should be nervous. <laughs> Why well, is he nervous? No, no, that's no, no, very no. nice for you to say. But I, you know, I just it's 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 a weird you know thing to meet people many years later and you know it's very cool. Many many films later and all that. It's, yeah, it's exciting. Um, so my first question to you, yep, is. How did the idea of modernizing Dangerous Liaisons come to you? How did that manifest? When was um, the inception? I got hit with the idea god. In, <laughs> um, I saw Todd Solance's Welcome to the Dollhouse. Okay. Uh, which was sure, great movie. Ma- yeah. Great mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And I remember it had a big effect on me. And I said, wow, they uh, like mean kids in high school. This mm-hmm. is amazing. And I had loved Dangerous Liaisons, all the incarnations of sure. it. Sure. Uh, especially there was a Roger Vadim version, which was the first adaptation of it. I haven't seen that one. No one except me, because I was a video store geek. <laughs> um, and then I was like, wow, what if, you know, this thing's been done so many times. And it was the say, you know, the Malkovich, ver- uh, the Frears version mm-hmm. and the Milos version. Yeah. And then I was like, well, he could kind of do this in high school. It was literally, I was on the, I remember the moment. It was like, you know, you have those uh-huh. moments where I was on the corner of, I was going to crunch and I was on the corner of Crescent and Sunset. And that's when like the, the, uh, the movie God gave me the Struck idea. Right Dangerous liaisons in high school. That's hilarious. Yeah. Kenny was my uh, idea God. Oh, on uh, Sleepy actually, Hollow is actually true. That's that's true enough. True, true enough. enough for the story. I was, I wow. was, yeah. I was. I I remember just briefly, not to bring it back to me because no one gives a shit about me in this situation. Well, I, I would, I would you, love but... to have this story be told. Kenny <laughs> <laughs> wants his reps to hear this story. Uh, They've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was coming up with the idea for Sleepy Hollow. I, I remember sitting at my desk. I was IMing with Kenny, and I was like. Is there an idea? Is there something in in Sleepy Hollow, like Ichabod Crane solving crime stuff like that? And I had seen the posters for uh, Dark Shadows, so I was sort of thinking about like, is there right. a way to do kind of man out of time or whatever? And Kenny was the ones like, just put him to sleep and have him wake up in in at the time it was wow. twenty twelve, and I was like, oh, that's that's really yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was great. And so Kenny, Kenny and I, it was, Kenny it was, and I are know, from Westchester County. That's true. Go. Which is that's you know it's Sleepy Hollow Town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it was a it was a moment of like you know you I would bounce ideas off of Kenny all the time. So this was just sort of the first time I ever was, you know, bounced it back. Yeah, kind yeah. of <laughs> excellent. So yeah. anyway, uh, but enough about that. Uh, so Dangerous Liaisons, you, you had seen the film previous to all of this. There was also sort of this moment where Shakespeare is being reinvented at that time as well. You're seeing a lot of sort of Shakespearean right. modern adaptations. Did that in any way influence you or was it just sort of? No, it was literally like, you know, I, uh, yeah, I've been in this business, God, since like 1988. And, mm-hmm. and when people are like, well, you know, when they ask a big picture and I always go 97 and 99 rocked. 
<laughs> sure. I was, I, I was sure. in the zone. I was You're in the yeah, pocket. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. great. And it was at a time where I had two really big ideas. I, I, I was doing, um, I was writing high concept comedy, but I was doing equity waiver theater. And I was like the only mm. guy doing that. Mm. Cause I, uh, I wasn't making movies. I, I didn't have, I wasn't, I didn't grow up making short films and I don't like flying. So I don't, I didn't I like the idea that. of going to festivals. Sure. So I would just do small plays that I could put up. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this play called D girl at the time. Um, and I, I got, uh, I went to sky bar, which was this, by mm-hmm. the Mondrian, oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. 97, right? <laughs> I got exceedingly um, drunk that night, mm-hmm. and I ran into David Schwimmer, who I went to college with at Northwestern, who I, by this time, friends was out. And he was always very kind of gracious and nice, and he's like, hey, Roger, what's up? And um, I was like, hey, man. Uh, and he goes, what are you up to? And I go, oh, I just wrote a new play. And he goes, oh, I'd love to read it. And I was like, can you curse on this? Yes. Oh, sure. Yes. And I was like, fuck you, Schwimmer. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to read this play. Uh-huh. And, you know, you don't have to. Yeah. And he's like, fuck you. I will read your play. And <laughs> I would never, if I was sober mm-hmm. that night, I would have been gracious and sure. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I was just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, and the next day he called me up and he goes, give me your fucking play. Really? Read it. Uh, and by the end of the day, he's like, I'm in, let's do it. Huh. And it, that was my career making moment, you know, that's, where, that's and he and I split the, uh, you know, we just financed it. We just put it up. Huh. It, that's an argument for uh, liquid courage for, uh, yeah, no kidding, right? I know, it's a great, <laughs> yeah, for, Too the, late for, me. for the kids yeah. out there, <laughs> just drink and make, yeah. Uh, yeah. but it was literally, uh, we put it up at the century city playhouse, the Pico playhouse now. And, yeah, next and to John O'Groats. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And, uh, it would, became this, yeah, it would be, it was a hit. It became this thing. It was like a 99 seat show that we sold out the run before it came huh. out with the star of friends. So like we had deal. like Brad Pitt and Gwyneth there and oh, Robin wow. Williams and Billy Crystal. I mean, it was insane. And I knew I had a moment there. So yeah. literally the day the play closed, I went to Mexico and I wrote Cruel Intentions. And I really? wrote it in literally like 12 days. I've never written anything in 12 days, ever <laughs> anything. But wow. I knew I had a window. You yeah, know, where, all the iron's hot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So... So, um, what was the process like in terms of, so you've got this script, you obviously had some heat coming off of this play. Right. How did you get it in front of people? Like, was, was it sort of like, did you go to Neil Moritz and it sort of built from there or was it? Uh, I went to my, uh, re- you know, I wrote it as like a million dollar movie. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, you watch the movie, you see it's very theatrical. Yes. Yes. It's, it's like, <laughs> yes. The, yeah, it makes a lot of sense hearing this. Yeah, there's when a reason we, why I told this grandiose story. Yeah. <laughs> no, we we talk about yeah. this a lot on the podcast. How there it is a lot of interiors and a lot of long yeah. shots, yeah. and it, it it very clearly to me comes from a play, right? Because those mm-hmm. scenes don't work unless someone who actually knows how to write a five minute scene and wrote block them. it and block and direct it. it. Oh, yeah. it's I never would write that script today. And yeah, you know, it, it's just the ignorance <laughs> yeah. i had naivete 
Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, um, I wrote it as kind of like a play. Um, but you guys pulled it off in an incredible. I think you lot, pulled it but, off. But what, a lot of it was again like lucky. Uh, I had the Midas touch. Yeah, I, I just uh, and um, I had great representation. <laughs> uh-huh. The same representation I still have, and uh, we got it. To, uh, and we got it to Neil. Mm-hmm. You know, um, who was not Neil mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, pre Fast and Furious. And this is pre Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, I know what you did last summer, Neil. Mm-hmm. What hadn't even come out yet. But he had the relationship with Sarah uh, Michelle Geller. He did. He did. Um, mm-hmm. um, Philip. Brian Philip. Yeah. You know how to say his last name better than Philippe, I do. Philippe? Philippe? How do you? Philippe. Philippe. Okay. Um, so they were both in that movie. They were both in that movie. And, um, you know, the thing was, is like, uh, he was a, he's a hustler neil he mm-hmm. still is he's a good friend even though he's a billionaire um <laughs> you know? and he uh you know he was um he he uh he just had the passion you know and and he, the thing is was like no one uh i'd never directed any film before but i also had like arrogance mm-hmm. you know that I lost somewhere <laughs> over the years. But I, 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 to, to Kenny's point, I, I just, I, I want to go back real quick to, um, you know, it's not an expensive movie. I mean, the budget, at least online is saying $10.5 million. Nine. Nine. Um, and you just, you, you used it so smartly. Like I was, I, the, the cinematography, yeah, about it's really, really well shot, I think. Right. Um, by uh, Theo. Teo. Um, Teo. Sorry. Yeah, no. And just like, the exteriors, I mean, the, the, the Central Park kiss, I mm-hmm. mean, where you show just the expanse of the city at the right moments. So the film doesn't feel claustrophobic. It doesn't feel like it's taking place in interiors. The exteriors outside the The exteriors mansion. have real bang for their yeah. buck, and it really sort of like blows open the world. So it doesn't, it doesn't feel... Right. I, I know that you were saying, you know, I wouldn't write this movie today the way that I wrote it, but I think that the way it was executed doesn't make it no, feel... No, it was a lot know, of... Small. I... I was, uh, you know, no one wanted me to direct it because I had no experience. And, mm-hmm. and you know, they were like, well, you have no experience. And I go, that's true, but you can't have the script unless I direct it. <laughs> sure. And I directed this play and mm-hmm. and that went over well. And I said, look, here's the deal. I'm not going to, you're going to surround me with great people. I'm going to listen to them. Yeah. I'm going to deal with the script and the actors. Mm-hmm. So, and we're going to get along fine. You just had you had really great below the line on this movie. Oh, I mean, Neil it, surrounded me with three people. I mean, four. Michael Fotrell, the, the line producer, Theo Von Desant, the cinematographer, mm-hmm. Denise Wingate, the costume designer, and Gary Steele, the the production designer, yeah. and the, they became the core team. And uh, Theo basically put me through film school. Sure. You know, I didn't go to film school, sure. so he he he's this amazing cinematographer, and he. We would sit and he'd, I'd watch The Conformist with him and he'd oh, all these awesome. films and he really kind of taught me how to move the camera and, and I just, I was like, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, it's, it's, you know, Kenny and I obviously talked, our episode on Cruel Intentions went for two and a half hours, just FYI, and the oh, longest wow. episode we've had thus far. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it. We really went inside. I mean, it's we really did. longer than the movie. We went, <laughs> right we went inside yeah. and outside this this script i do think we should kind of talk about this screenplay yeah um yeah 
Well, look, I, as I've said, I think it's the greatest. So everything comes from a place of love. Cool. No, thanks. Um, but some things came up during the go, the, go, yeah. go. <laughs> All right. How do you, how do you feel today about the thing that I think people will talk about, which is the Selma Blair Ryan scene where he may or may I not love have. that you brought that up. Okay. <laughs> I love that you brought that up. Um, we did, uh, over the past few years, we've done a Cruel Intentions musical. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? I saw that. Um, I didn't see the musical. I saw it right. online. That you yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it just was off Broadway last year. And uh, I was kind of, I'm a co-creator, but I'm a co-creator because it's my script. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but a very, very talented team. But uh, I, I went in, gave notes, and I was like, I said, I know I'm a dad. But this is shit's bumping me. Yeah. You know, I'm like, he's, you know, it's rape. It's It's rape. rape, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were, they were way more passionate about staying true to the material. And we got called on it by some, some critics, you know? Um, And what I, I remember we were dealing with it a little when the movie came out. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. When the movie came out, I was not married. Mm-hmm. I didn't have children. Yeah. <laughs> and it was 1999. And we see, yeah. you know, yeah. we the, the oh. podcast, we do every movie in 1999. We see it over and over again that cultural norms were different then. You know, we did Never Been Kissed shortly after yeah. Cruel Intentions. And that's as problematic or more problematic. But it plays it for laughs, which makes it a lot less. Yeah, but that's what I did do in Cruel Intentions was, you know, my true. background was yeah, comedy. Yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden I did a drama. But... Uh, uh, the, the when I was dealing with material that was really uncomfortable, I skewed comedic mm-hmm. in the script. So that's why I cast Selma, mm-hmm. and that's why I made Cecile kind of a boob, you know, because yeah. it just it uh, it put a little spin on it. That's why in that scene when he goes down on her and you do a you know. A fall out of frame. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like collapses. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a comedic for, out. Well, everything, everything about her panties were funny. Yes, yeah, you know, like, like her t-shirt yeah, that she's yeah, wearing like in her the, first scene. My yeah, favorite. the koala bear. The, <laughs> everything. So there was a. We were kind of tempering uh, all those situations. That um, yeah, look, you know, it's, uh, my I have two daughters, uh, twelve and fourteen, and mm-hmm. they're. You know they're aware. They're now aware of the movie. Mm-hmm. Have uh, they seen the film? They see. Yes, okay. they did. <laughs> um, must that have was fun. Questions. Yes. No, they knew. <laughs> Daddy's okay. a sick fuck. Well, <laughs> just, that's just. But but on that, I, I I. This is a difficult question, so I'm not sure how to phrase it. But not that it's difficult in terms of context, but. The movie, did you feel like there were places you wish you could have gone back then? Like, did you hold yourself back at all? And if you could do it again today, not being married, not having kids, like being the however old you were in 2018, would you have gone farther with it? Do you feel as though... Oh, we did. Okay. Oh, we did. Okay. Uh, That was uh, um, the scene. I remember this because it was the discussion with them. I had a great, besides Neil, I had a... Great mother figure um, with Amy Pascal. Right. She was amazing. She mm-hmm. was my studio head on that film. And she, I owe her, you know, everything. Because um, 
But uh, she's like, you're making a commercial movie. And I said, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> day two. It was day two or three. We shot the um, where he outs uh, uh, Greg McConnell. You're right. Mm-hmm. The football player. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ryan and I were, oh, let's really fuck with him. You know, let's go off script and all that. <laughs> yeah. and just go way harder. Um, wow. And we thought, this is great. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah. I remember the next day, my editor, Jeff Freeman, who's also fantastic. He, he visited set because we were shooting. We were in L.A. for that stuff. And he goes, um, you're going to get a call. You're going to get a phone call. I'm just telling you. Okay. Um, I'm like, okay, a good call. <laughs> and he goes, no, you're going to, you're just going to, but just, I just want to give you a heads up. Wow. Um, and I was like, okay. And Amy called me and she goes, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, and, and she goes, <laughs> you. And I'm like, I'm sorry. She goes, you better be sorry. <laughs> what the, you know? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I got it. I got it. I got a right, right. commercial pushed- movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that is interesting. I mean, it yeah. does goes to show that, I mean, this was, again, not a huge budget movie. This is $9 million. So they're yeah. taking a bit, a bit of a flyer. I mean, that's probably yeah. 20 today, I would say something in that vicinity. Yeah. I have no idea. Anyway, yeah. po- point being yeah. that even then they were like reeling you in a little bit, which I think is interesting. I mean, yeah, did, you, but, did you get any crazy notes from studio or producers? Do you remember like your craziest note? Something that was just like, why are you asking? I mean, as writers, we get notes cra- all the time. You know, the, the note I dug in, the reason why it was a hot spec and, uh, but a lot of people didn't buy it um, because their big note was like, um, we want it. We just want to make it college. And I said, no, good for <laughs> you oh thanks because i said you know what college is elitist and people cannot uh, everyone can relate to high school Mm -hmm. it's got to be high school um so that's where i dug it and that's where uh um sony kind of came i mean i think that that's first of all i think it's amazing that they stuck that they had your back right i mean they, they wanted you to do something you said this is what i want and they stuck with your creative vision which again rare like it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't the feel biggest, like that the the biggest thing was when we finished the movie and we tested the movie the movie test fair um not great and i'm like oh fuck um, how many tests did you do do you remember or was it just because we, 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 i just remember the the pilot testing the pilot of sleepy hollow was eight awful nerve-wracking experience the, the, every, test, it, test of all though, i don't right? think there's ever it, it, i mean it's I a test well, but that's, I mean, that's never been an experience where it's a good experience it's testing. just it was just it feels so you just feel really naked you just feel oh, like yeah. oh these are just complete strangers and they're just tearing my my thing to shit but anyway well it's, i mean the we we didn't test great and every te- every why didn't you rate the movie higher and they all all the cards said why did he have to die mm. why why does he have you know if he lives, can he pop out of the trunk? Can he this, this, this? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. Mm-hmm. And Amy, to her credit, said, they're doing this because they love it. Yes. They're, they're doing this because they're, they're into it. And they're really sad. Because they, he, they love his character them. and they're yeah. bummed that you're killing if, them. Yeah. yeah. If he had lived... Everything I feel about this yeah, movie it wouldn't work. Would have been destroyed. No, would it have been destroyed in no, the hands in the hands yeah. of a weaker studio it. president? Yeah. 
I would have, I would have been dead. You can't redeem. You, the I would have been dead. Redeem this character. No, no, death. the movies. Um, that's why the movie works. Yeah. But I give her. You know, well, the villains have to go down. I mean, and yeah, they go yeah, down. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, so, it doesn't. It doesn't work. So let I I want to talk about all three leads, but but particularly Ryan and, and Sarah Michelle Geller, uh, who Ryan, whose name I'm still afraid to say, um, Philippi. But uh, <laughs> how were they with with going as dark as they went, particularly Sarah Michelle Geller, because that was so against type for her, and I thought she was. Like, He's the MVP of this. When movie. we do our I mean, end of the I, year, I mean, end of the year re Oscars, she will be nominated for best supporting well, actor. In my she, book. you know, um, she, you know, she wanted. First of all, I met her. I met all these people. They didn't audition. You know, they were just uh, yeah, the meetings. Stars. Yeah, um, and she was on Buffy, mm-hmm. but I watched her a little as Kendall. Uh, she was on All My Children, where she played oh, okay. like this. <laughs> evil That's little amazing. shit. Oh, interesting. Um, so I was like, <laughs> I, I know, know I missed that. I know she could do it. Um, and you know, she, uh, I knew she could do it, not from Buffy, but from all my children. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just wanted to break out and do something different. Yeah. She feels like she's just enjoying the shit out of playing, chewing the scenery and playing this just yeah. totally evil over the because she's played you know the good girl on buffy for however many yeah. seasons at this yeah. point so i totally and she's she's incredible in the movie were there other actors you had in mind when you were writing it did you sort of how did you i don't know about you but for me anyway i tend to try to visualize someone just so i have a, a prototype in my head but i don't know if you did i do too <laughs> <laughs> i forgot okay um i the, didn't you know i i I, uh, I there was no on, one else up for these I read roles. online Katie no. Holmes. Is this true? Yeah, okay. it is. Um, and uh, we for, had cast... For her role? For, I'm sorry, for no. the... No. Okay. We had cast Ryan and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, for Annette. And th- those were basically Neil's like, there's these two people, uh, Ryan and Sarah coming out and, you know, I was like, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was just so happy to get a movie going. Yeah. It was the Annette character that was... Um, giving us trouble because I that we read a bunch of people. I was l- loving this um, actor Vanessa Shaw, mm-hmm. terrific actor. Eyes Wide Shut, also yeah. ninety nine movie. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, great. And look, she's amazing in that. Yeah, movie. yeah, she's amazing. Still amazing. And they uh, were um, high on Katie, mm-hmm. uh, who was I think I don't think uh, the pilot was shot for I, dawson's I, it in, hadn't come yeah, out she was in go in 99 and we so we've kind of covered we've talked about her a little bit yeah. yeah she uh the pilot had been shot the show hadn't aired early so maybe it aired in the fall when did you guys when were you released october no no i think we were no? in march you're right you're absolutely so yeah, yeah so she wouldn't but, have um, been in that no yet. but um we read both of them and i liked vanessa but katie was phenomenal it was just ryan was just yeah bullying her you know what i mean she didn't have the the, the weight that at that time as an actor she mm. clearly does now mm-hmm. um so we couldn't agree uh the studio and i mm. um and then literally uh, it was like ryan and i hanging out and i was like what about your girlfriend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's amazing i mean it, yeah i know it's, it's this shit so does crazy. not go on yeah. today it's crazy and, and they're just so perfect considering they, they really were together are together in real life yeah and oh they, yeah they were God. dating and yeah. i was like let's go out to dinner with her and 
you know, and uh, she would just shot election. How um, crazy is that? Those, those two roles in 99, like, could not be more so dissimilar. Yeah. yeah. So we took her out to dinner and we got, we're like, let's get her drunk. And we ended up getting drunk. <laughs> and then I was like literally slurring. I got down on my hands and knees. I'm like, it's 15 days. I'll do, please. <laughs> I love that. And she's like, this this character's not strong enough. It needs to be rewritten. I'm like, I'll rewrite it with you. I'll rewrite it with you. That's awesome. You know? I mean, she's, she's and then really. She, she literally, she agrees to do it. She comes over to my house like a week later. I mean, you know, you have to go through all the bureaucracy now. She came over to my house on Rosewood, you know, behind old ICM. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. And for like two, three days, she and I rewrote the character. Um, wow, and she was cool. like, this is, she, she's, she's better here, she's weak and, here. And yeah. yeah. Um, also good for her. Not, you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, my fucking God. awesome made, that, she's made, just, that she takes made, this role by the balls and says, like, I'm going to do what I want to do with it. made the character so great. She, you know? Yeah, I think it's. I I think at that a time reason in her career to have that confidence is by the amazing. Way, there's a reason why she's Reese Withers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and yeah, then sure. you know, I mean, we we said this on the podcast, but I think it. You know, a lot of the times people say so and so character is in. A, if you say so and so character is in a different movie, that's mm-hmm. a negative. Yeah, I think it's a big positive in this movie. I I feel like Annette is kind of coming from a different movie, but necessarily so because she has to come from the outside to change. Um, Sebastian. Yeah, uh, and. I I love that aspect. Did that kind of idea come from her that? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It was a little, I think it was a, a 80% on the page, but she okay. definitely, you know, made it more of a, gave it more bite and made it more of a challenge, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that she definitely... <sighs> Those three roles are obviously the most integral roles of the of the piece, and if yeah. and if one of those three doesn't work, it doesn't work. And she does bring sort of a fortitude and a strength to that role that I think is is necessary. Um, I think I I think she's fantastic in the film. I, I mean, I love Reese Witherspoon yeah. in general. I think she's right. I think she's a fantastic actress. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think she did an incredible job. I so I, I want to ask about the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack was huge. Mm-hmm. It was a very big deal. It had a lot of big bands at the time so i imagine it was not cheap to make that soundtrack but do you were there songs that you wish you could have got did you have sort of were there things you know again i'm the type of person i make a playlist i don't know if you know um, what I mean. we originally had the soundtrack with arista okay. and then we realized we made a deal with the wrong company okay because i wasn't liking 
anything. And I was like one of those music geeks growing sure. up. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and I was into Britpop. Mm-hmm. Blur. Right. Um, and, uh, and I had written the end to bittersweet symphony, uh-huh. which I'll never do again. <laughs> Get the rights to the song before you yeah, write this. Yeah. Still, though. Um, yeah, I know. Right. Uh, but, um, um, you know, so finally I was like, well, who's the wrong record company? And we got out of the deal and then we, we got Virgin, which was the right record company. Sure. Um, and then we started to get some of the, uh, you know, we kept one or two Arista artists, Abra Moore, mm-hmm. Rip on Love, which was mm-hmm. the Long Island iced tea scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I... It doesn't taste like the the The... the, the <laughs> <laughs> um, iced tea tastes kind of funny, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> the the scene where the lovemaking scene with... Colorblind? The, the County Crow song. Yeah. Yeah. But I had written that um, to the Smashing Pumpkins song to Sheila. Great song. Great. Yeah. yeah. Uh last minute Billy Corgan pulls the song. Okay. You motherfucker. <laughs> and then again, it's like no one can agree. Mm-hmm. You know, where we're literally trying 50 songs and we can't. And I'm like digging in on a Neil Finn song. Huh? Um, and uh I don't know who the studio wanted. And then we heard that um um Adam Earth, um wrote a, saw the movie and it was writing a song and thinks this song could work that's and then we hear crazy. Color, I know I was like that's crazy yeah that's awesome and then we hear colorblind and I'm like huh and then I think great millions and millions of American teenagers lost their the virginity, virginity to that <laughs> song because and literally, that but literally like Neil and I that they were recording it that night at the crow at the wherever the house was where they they huh? record so we go over that night. And hear Colorblind being recorded. The I, movie. And I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> I love the way that scene was shot so much. I, it's um, Because in the, in, this movie's hard R, right? And you show Sebastian's full ass, you need to, in that scene, in mm-hmm. the uh, indoor pool. You, you gotta see. <laughs> right? You gotta see his ass. If you notice, you like, gotta show, if you, you didn't notice, I was, I, there were certain, That's there cool. were certain things I was trying to do, like, I don't need to see the women naked. I need to That's want to I was see the guy at, yes. naked. Yeah. It was very, it was so tasteful in a movie where you, I, I, I'm sure it would have been hard to get Reese Witherspoon, but that's not the point. The point is it, it seemed like a, a choice. It was a choice. And it also seemed like this is exactly, it's like an idyllic version of a first time, which was her first time in the movie. That was kind of the point of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I really thought that was a romantic idealized version of, uh, losing Virginia. I love that scene. I think it's beautiful. Thanks. I'll tell you who I ripped off. <laughs> of course. Um, I, uh, it was um, Altman, the player. He literally was, I was oh, just about to ask. Yeah. It was the player. That's when it him and Greta the... Sketchy are yep, having sex yep, in, yep, the, yep, in the sauna. Yep. yep. And it's, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. Where he stays <clears> on their faces. <throat> mm-hmm. uh, so I. Yeah, heads and shoulders. Threw yep. that to Teo. Mm-hmm. And then Teo expanded on it. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Uh, it feels in its own way. And I don't I'm gonna sound like whatever, but uh it's almost more intimate just being on their face. Yeah, like that it is. scene yeah, in, it is. in uh it in, is. in the player, you just you are I mean, as yeah. a close up's a close up for a reason, right? right? You feel like you're there. Right. And it just it feels so much more passionate, if that's the right word. Uh it's a great scene. So here's my question, and, and you maybe have already sort of answered it, but what was your favorite needle drop in the film? Like, did you do you have one? I mean, the bittersweet symphony ending is obviously fantastic. 
I mean, bittersweet is primarily <laughs> sure. I love uh, the I love the coffee and TV uh, in the Dream Kiss. It's yeah. just fantastic. Mm-hmm. That scene's iconic for a whole bunch of reasons. That scene's iconic because of tail. Um, oh, really? That scene's iconic because we were in Central Park doing the scene and they do the kiss and then there's spit yeah. between oh, them. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, cut! And then somebody says to me, you gotta go again. Uh, there was spit between them. And I was like, oh, okay, we're going again. And he goes, and Taylor goes, no, don't! That was beautiful! Don't do it again! And I was like, yeah, we're moving on! Fuck it! No, we're not. It's just, That's fantastic. I mean, I had the... Uh, I just listened to the smart people around me right yeah right. i didn't i don't think i offered them another take that's i mean it's, it's and it's an it's, iconic it is thing, but that's so because of, of i mean i yeah. can i will give credit where credit's due that's because of tail it's it's i mean it's it's an amazing scene we talk at length about it in our episode but you know i guess my question is sort of what was the intent of that scene, right? Are you trying to, is it good question? Because that does, come I remember yeah. the direction I gave, which was play it like Ikea instructions. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, Interesting. I remember I said that I said, take all the sensuality out of it. That that's, that's very interesting. Cause it doesn't play particularly sexual. Like it no, plays, I, I said, it, it plays very almost clinical, clinical. That's why at, uh, no, well, at the time it was such a, but it was, titillating yeah. notion. Yeah. People weren't really doing that. Yeah. No. Um, that you you had to know that that's that that would be one of those things that people will be talking about after the movie and and in culture. Um, I mean, you want an MTV I mean, award? Hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you hope. Uh, I don't. I, I literally don't remember. Right. Like you, you don't necessarily know the movie's going to be a cultural phenomenon the no. way it was. But <laughs> no, but I do but remember. Like, sense. I it's did. Like, <laughs> I was always. Uh, when I learned directing, I was always, I always like playing against what's written. Mm-hmm. It's like the Gene Hackman school of acting. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. play the opposite. Sure, and it's just sometimes you know. So taking a sensual teen lesbian scene and playing it like you're just yeah. reading instructions, and it's just matter of fact, and just take mm-hmm. all the sensuality out of it is going to make it more erotic, and also kind of a little bit more playful and funny too. Yeah, like if you, you know is. what I mean? Again, like it's, it's kind of taking the piss out of itself a little bit, which is, I think an overriding thing in the movie, whether or not you agree. No, it I does agree. feel like it it's, also, it's, it's a the self-aware same thing. Movie. It's all those, all those crazy, uncomfortable teen sex things. How do you make it with a little sugar? So yeah. it goes down easier yeah, yeah. for the mm-hmm. audience. Yeah. I mean, it definitely feels like a movie that is, and this is, you know, again, we said this on our, um, on our podcast, but it's juggling so many knives and it's, it's an amazing balancing act in 90 minutes of tone and of, of just that's, I think there's a lot of special things about it, but that's the overriding thing that I take away from it is how you navigated all of these different tones to be able to make something that's so wholly original and only it's its own. Thank you. A lot of luck, a (laughs) lot of help. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, like, you know, my background was comedy. You know, my background was Fairly Brothers. Okay. If you look at the movie again, like, I can't help myself. You okay. know, uh, I'm like, all the voices are me. The doll, I need a hug. The parrot. Uh-huh. This uh-huh. is, you know, there's just <laughs> pratfalls and jokes oh, yeah. and yeah. jokes. All and like, I think it's just, I think that's what makes the movie 
kind of stand out and make it fresh is they took a comedy director who wouldn't get the job and gave them this drama. Mm-hmm. When it, it's, it, it feels like it's, in its own way, it's a parody, too. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's doing so many things. Uh, as Kenny said, in 92, 94 minutes, it's, it, it moves at a really quick clip, too. I mean, I watched it again, obviously, before we did our podcast, and I was right. just taken by how fast it moves. And not in a detrimental way, just like, yeah. it doesn't stop. I watch, it, n- I, I watch it with a smile on my face the entire yeah. movie. That's, that's yeah. also Neil. Because he's yeah, got sure. worse ADHD than I do. But, <laughs> but one of the things is like, because I, you know, once I finished the movie, I put it away for years. You know, you know, when you make something, you're like, I don't need to see this you, again. When did you shoot it? In, 90? in 98. Oh, okay. So I, it was it was like 12 years before I'd seen it again. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, I just. You spent so much time with it. You were just yeah, like, I, I know sure. it. You know, <laughs> you know, like you'd be flipping the channels on oh, TV yeah. and you go, oh, there's 50 bucks. <laughs> but then I'd be like, I've seen it. I, I don't mean to say like a, no, no, like yeah. a dick, yeah. but I'm like, oh, see something new. But um, uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But did you see, I mean, you, you see kind of just alluded to it there, but, you know, you've watched it again, you know, within the last however many years. Yeah. You've seen it again. Through a completely different lens, through completely yeah. different eyes. Yeah. You've gone on to direct a whole bunch of other yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, are there things you wish you could do again? Are there things that you watched and were like, oh, I wish I had another shot at that? Um, no, I mean, I, I want that, that I have, uh, I'm very self-deprecating and I'm very, okay. <laughs> there's a couple other movies I've done where I'm like, God, I wish I could <laughs> go in the DeLorean. Sure, sure. <laughs> Why did we say yes to that? But um, that's uh, not necessarily, um, um, I can't say I, I would, I would go back on, there might be some jokes that maybe right. I'm like, oh, I really need to mm-hmm. do. But that's, I mean, that's a sign of an amazing thing too. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've read some of the scripts that I've written years ago and I, I It's like looking back at a myself. horrible looking it's picture of yourself. awful. You're yeah. just like, oh my God, how did I ever I mean, write that one down? One of the things I, I attribute to the success of the film is that, and again, from the theater, it's like the opening scene, well, the, not the opening scene, but the, the scene between the two of them, it's like. A twelve-page scene the, the scene would never happen. Ne- somebody today would go, "You can't do this. You, it's too long. It's too much exposition." And if you look at it, I'm like, "It's a play. It's like they sit yeah. here, and then they move here, and then they're sitting here." And but the 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 happy accident that came out of that is like you're getting invested in these characters. You're not. You're not getting frantic like every other movie and you're cutting away and cutting away from the emotion and i'm bringing people into this movie it's also to me that first scene it's a photo negative of every other first scene in a movie like this you have these two these two reprehensible characters saying reprehensible things and suggesting reprehensible ideas and notions that they could do to other people and ultimately to each other and it's so thrilling to watch these two, especially Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, who's essentially America's sweetheart, sweetheart at that point. Right. Deliver that dialogue. Right. I would have watched it for 45 minutes, and then you can get on with the movie. That could have been your two-hour right. movie. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, big credit to it's, that. It's, it is amazing to watch how um, 
you're immediately sucked into this movie mm-hmm. it, to your point like that first scene which is a lot of dialogue but it's blocked really well it doesn't feel stagnant it doesn't feel static which right. is again and that illicit part chemistry of it between them is it feels dangerous so unexpected. right from the jump yeah, yeah. uh here's a question i have no. not read the script because i don't right. know if the script is even out there uh, it's out there it's i'm sure it is uh the first shot is did you have that in mind when you wrote it? Because I love that for, that helicopter shot oh, yeah. over the uh, the tombstones as they're whipping by. I think I did. Okay, I, I believe you. I just think I it's, don't it's remember. It's such. A, I remember it's an arresting image. I, I do remember this that somebody said. Uh, you know, we had wrapped, and then we were shooting it, and then they're like, "You're going to go up in the helicopter?" Because you know, Mike Nichols went up in the helicopter. <laughs> <We're> gonna go <laughs> up. I'm going up in the helicopter again. I don't like flying. And wow. I think the night before we went out yeah. and I was way hungover. Oh God. And, uh, so Teo and I go up in this helicopter and you know, he's like, go lower <laughs> into the breeze. Yeah. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it's, it was it's cool. A great, it's a cool. I, I grew up in New York, so I know that I know that cemetery, cemetery yeah. and I'm always like, wow, that's kind of cool that there's this. Well, just the, I mean, not, I don't need to tell you, you about your own Manhattan. movie, but the juxtaposition of this beautiful chopper shot of this, of the cemetery into the city yeah. with this, this, a great placebo track playing over it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, that's the movie. I mean, that encapsulates Actually, you know it. I mean, if I could go back and do it again, which I wanted to do and I lost the battle, I think in post is I wanted to do it in one shot. Right. Mm-hmm. There is there? There's a transition okay. cut. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, ah, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back in the chopper. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, was anything improvised? Were you open to improvisation on, oh, yeah. on, 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 on okay. So yeah. did you, like, is there anything that jumps out in terms of something that you were like, cause I, I mean, I don't oh, know about God. you, but it's one of those, that's the magic of what we do, right? We point a camera at people and we give them some words and sometimes they come up with, you know, the chemistry that's out there. Um, I'm sure I, I can't remember uh, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. The, but I'm sure the actors had some great ideas. I have no doubt. I just Um, was sort of curious because there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, an electricity to this movie in terms of the ways that the way that everybody interacts with one another. And sometimes you get lucky with casting and that just exists. And sometimes it's because the take before they did something differently and you know what I mean? I know we, we were, I was doing stuff with Christine Baranski. I know that sure, was sure. kind of yeah. like the whole. That tracks. The, the whole, he's so young and he's so black and <laughs> we, we were definitely yeah. having fun with Sure, that. sure. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, um, did you, were you surprised by the way the film was received? The reaction that it still has? The fact that, you know, it's, it's one of Kenny's favorite films. It's also one of, it's also probably the most requested movie by potential guests yes. and by listeners yeah. um, of this entire year that includes seminal movie. I mean, we yeah. did a whole podcast about I mean, it right this the year. The Matrix is in 99. Fight Club is in 99. Fight Club. Yeah, bigger than the Story of Us? <laughs> did you listen to that one? Uh, I saw it That's pop what we up listened. and I was like, wow, <laughs> Story of Us. <laughs> I mean, by the way, just I listened to that episode today because it dropped. Episode. It's a really good yeah, episode, Kenny. It. It's yeah, a really I good am. one. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, did you, were you, because at the time, I, you it, know what? It hit a vein. Um, it came, you know, the thing was, it came out, we thought it was going to do better than it did. Um, really? Yeah. Okay. We did because um, we we didn't win the weekend. I think analyze this beat us, but we also knew that there were like signs up all over the theater saying 
Um, no, we will not let people in to see Cruel Intentions unless mm-hmm. you're over 17. It was a thing. Oh, then. really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at your, at your, if you're curious, the weekend gross of that, uh, of that weekend was, uh, 14. What? Yeah, it was 13. Yeah. Uh, Annalise just got 18. I yeah. mean, 13, yeah. you've made your budget back. No, I know, you know but it I was mean? like, like, you wanted, I know, yeah. you, you wanted the number one slot. I get that. Yeah. So, so you're like, I know. And you made a it's far superior movie too. Business, you also, so. you made it. No. We, we've done <laughs> it on this list. And let me tell you, Analyze This is not great. I like Analyze This. Well, but, you should rewatch yeah. it. Um, <laughs> maybe I should watch it. We did too, anyway. back in 99. Um, um, you know, I went right from that into um, Sonia called me and said, hey, you want to do a pilot of Cruel Intentions? I was like, sure. Uh-huh. Never having done television before. So I literally didn't have any kind of time to really enjoy lap sure. I didn't go to any uh, we did a is that the 180 a- Amy a, Adams where you directed Amy Adams yeah. so what was what was the, the concept behind that how did that go I, I think that's poorly a, and no, that, uh, did that turn into a movie <laughs> yeah I'll tell you uh, yeah. Um, uh, cool intentions it was too? literally like, I was only doing features and someone was like hey you want to do a pilot I'm like sure yeah. um, this was so for I Fox wrote, I it believe? was for Fox it was Sony and for Fox and uh, I wrote the pilot um, which was, um, was it, it was like the origin story. Yeah. It was an, it was like, I did like an origin story before origin yeah, story. Yeah. <laughs> so ahead of my time. A prequel. God damn it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and they picked up the pilot. They, you know, I didn't know how hard it was, you know? Um, I mean, that's Phil's life. I, know. I mean, I'm, I'm not even kidding. When it happened to me, I, I honestly was just like, I just had no idea. I mean, I worked in an agency right. for almost eight years, so I had an idea. Right. But you don't really know until it's happening. You're like, what the yeah. fuck oh is going on? It's, it's an insane experience. So then. then we went through the whole casting thing, and we found Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. Gave her first job in LA. She had done like- um, She did drop that gorgeous. She did drop it gorgeous, but she was hired in the Midwest. She, yes. she mm-hmm. just came out here. Yeah. And we're like, this girl's amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah. And then we <laughs> shot it in Toronto, and then it got picked up. And then we did two episodes, um, and then Entertainment Tonight got a hold of our B-roll and interviewing me and did an, a segment like, has TV gone too far? Oh, man. Mm. And Rupert Murdoch's wife at the time saw it and said, you can't put this smut on the air. Oh, my God. And we were off the network the next day, like pulled. So it aired. New. Oh, it never aired. No, we aired, shot a pilot in two episodes, Holy and shit. the whole thing went away. So I was sad. <laughs> and Fox never made a smutty thing again. Yeah. Wait, hold on. <laughs> they so learned their lesson. I was like, <laughs> I was, I said to Neil, I'm like, let's lay low. Let's get the footage back in like three. It's a worthless footage now. I said, give me three days i i I go i'm gonna rewrite it i'm gonna change all the names i need three days i'm gonna shoot softcore porn and i'm gonna recut the whole thing i was out of my mind i literally (laughs) i should have i should have gone away (laughs) (laughs) somebody needed somebody needed to like reach out to me and go this is not a good career this is a bad idea and they said yeah and i did it um I shot some crazy stuff in that and I recut it and I re-looped it and we called it Manchester Prep or Cruel Intentions 2. The Cruel Intentions 2. It makes a fortune. I, I, it made a fortune on DVD. Really? 
We, we it's available. Yeah, it's yes. on iTunes. Oh, yeah, it's on yeah. iTunes. Oh, we gotta watch. Yeah, it. We should watch it. Is, some... is it good? No. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, it's fine. It's fine. You could see it was a pilot. It was a pilot, but yeah. and two episodes and a, a scene sex. you will not believe. I'm gonna watch it. Here's what I'm. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Would you come back on and talk about that? If we watched it, would you do an episode about uh, yeah, sure. There we go. Um, no, I mean, I definitely, I was going to ask if you'd come on There's a scene where I'm like, I'm like. I just, I mean, it might what? be interesting to talk I, about I, I literally, like, where I was like. You should come on for whatever I like, you want to come on for. I was just, was, you know. I think. It, but it did pay for my wedding. Um, <laughs> oh, I love um, that. Wow. So, so good. Softcore yeah. porn paid for your wedding. What, what could go I, wrong? I have, I have one more question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What the fuck happened with this NBC pilot? All I wanted, first of all, I wanted to do was oh, Kenny all, I, all I wanted to do was write on it. Like I'm hitting up Emily oh. to hit you up. But oh. and but uh Did you did you shoot the pilot? Yeah. Okay. I, I the the, How, the guy Lindsay Rosen Jordan Ross who did the cruel, you know, right. like mm-hmm. sitting at home. You could tell I, I like I major in sloth now. Um, the great thing about <laughs> cruel intentions is um, they wouldn't make me uh, DGA on the film. They didn't want to pay the money, so they okay. made me a profit participant mm. because I have great rep. So mm-hmm. that's why yeah, that worked out. I'm a lazy, lazy <laughs> man. Um, but uh, uh, and I was uh, sitting home like, "Hey, are you going to the Cruel Intentions musical?" And I'm like, "The what?" And they're doing this uh, Cruel Intentions musical. I'm like, the fuck they are. Mm-hmm. I was I, I was actually shooting Suits, I think, at the time, or PLL. Uh, but uh, um, I sent my wife to go see this thing at the Rockwell, and she comes home, and she's like, you have to see this. And I'm like, okay. I take Neil and my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's awesome. Very that's good. amazing. Very good. And it was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, and I... You know, I met with the Lindsay and Jordan the next day, and I'm like, look, I got my start in theater. This is the pay it forward moment. You have the rights for a dollar. Oh, that's so go cool. Go do it. Go do it. Go develop it. Go do it. I'm going to get you some publicity, and then we'll wow. figure out the rights later. And and uh, I got the cast to come for my birthday. So we got, I got Sarah and Reese. And I remember that Instagram come. picture. Yeah. That, like, and this thing went like international. Crazy, yeah. Like they got huge press. And then they're like, we have an idea for a TV show. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're really that's enough. Yeah. Give him an inch. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's enough. And I was like, I, I have no interest. I'm very protective of the brand. I have no interest. And they were like, what if, what if Ryan, what if, um, what if Ryan and Reese had a kid? And I was like, are we that old? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, they that's did a have a good kids, idea. But, and oh, so I said, I said, I said, that's, I said, let's run with this. So I called Neil and his guy um, and we started developing it. And it was, I said, I want to do this as a true sequel, true sequel about second acts and all that. Mm-hmm. And we made that, we made it and we got Sarah. Yeah. We got this guy, Taylor John Smith. Who's now in the HBO thing with Amy Adams? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> what a small world! That's yeah, crazy. Isn't that crazy, yeah. Um, and it, we got close. We got really close. And people, uh, you know, I think it got leaked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and uh, I didn't good response. See it, it was but... good. It was like I will say, I was like, I'm proud of this, but yeah. like, it's such I a bummer. Like, it came really close. I feel like that was come, that was that project you know that year that was like. It is it going to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happen? Because they it yeah. held it. But you know what? I'm like, 
God had another. You know what I mean? Let's put this to bed. But I, I, I do have one last question for go, you. Go, go. Uh, because I'm so busy. <laughs> <laughs> it's about sort of, and it is. it does fold into television. You know, as we were talking about uh, the movie on our podcast, I, I thought about Gossip Girl, which feels very much right. akin to what yes. you were doing. There's so many things that were inspired by the show. Mm-hmm. And how do you how do you feel about that inspiration? Do you feel like I wish they would hire me to direct a fucking <laughs> so, episode. Right. <laughs> I, but do you, you know what I mean? Like is it, it it has to be it has to feel good to feel it like feels you, good. you left it a, feels like, you know, you left no, a, a it, it feels like it uh I what I'm fifty two and I'm like I uh you know I it's if I direct, I direct TV shows, you know, and I have a great time. I'm not necessarily chasing the carrot so hard anymore, right. but I still like love diving into somebody's show and doing the best I can and all that. And it's fun. Like you, you work on some of the kids shows mm-hmm. and then you get the actor who's like, Oh, another episodic director. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, Hey dude, IMDB me. Um, <laughs> well, you did. And you walk away back to the yeah. monitor and then they like look and down at their phone. They're like, yeah. you did. I go, yeah, yeah. yeah. now I hit your mark. Yeah. <laughs> so you're lying. <laughs> you, you, Roger did direct, you directed an episode of uh, one episode or two. Of Just one. On one Entourage. of Entourage and one of Hindsight, two shows I worked on. And both times you won't feel this because you're you, but there is a buzz. Like people get excited. That's so, that's great. I can't live in that world yeah, but, i mean like i don't do panels because i can't i have to go home right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i have wife and three kids and like it's not me too brother you know what i mean dude it's like uh they don't really give a shit <laughs> right, right, right 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 you know what i mean i like my feet on the ground and um I'm text messages right no, now no, about but it's it's really you know i mean it's like it's nice that you it's gotta I be gratifying made, on a certain it, level it is it's yeah. i lo- i Especially love when they throw me a curveball and they go, Just Friends is one of my favorite movies. Or the sweetest thing. Just you know, Friends right. is a lot of people's. Well, yeah, no, but I like that because I'm expecting yeah. cruel intentions yeah, and then they, yeah. they, they say something else and, yeah. then, and then you're like, wow, that's, that's, um, that's great. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're like, you learned like. Roger Dodgers. I'm like, right? I'm, huh? No, no, I mean, no, uh, no he goes down? No. no. What am I doing? I don't know. I don't know. Do terrible work. <laughs> There's one other. That guy's terrible. No, no, no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's my first year. He's great. He's great. Yeah. It's uh, a great movie. Yeah, it yeah, is it's a good movie. movie. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it's very interesting to see how much people love this movie still. It's great. It is, it is, it is entrenched in people's DNA. I remember seeing it. I saw it twice. Uh, I remember it just being a lightning rod at the time it felt yeah. like you were really just friends no i'm talking no. about cruel and time oh. just but, but i do think that 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 you 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 know you caught lightning in a bottle i did and, and that's i did and i'm very and i'm like it, it's uh it's like i have one yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and like i could try and enjoy my life or like you know what i mean like you, yeah you know what i mean like I hear you. uh uh, you know, it's, it's, we work in an, I don't need to tell you this or Kenny, obviously, but we work in an incredibly competitive business where we're all desperately trying to leave something behind to yeah get people excited and to, and to hit a vein and to be, and, and you did that. And that's an amazing thing with an amazing movie. And you know, thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish some of my friends would <laughs> play, te- well, I mean, play tennis with me. I'm like, why are you trying so hard still? <laughs> Can we just go play tennis? Can we just go have fun? Relax now. Aren't we allowed to relax? Yeah. Um, 
Well, we definitely want to have you come back on. Oh my god, this is a blast! And we we'd love to have you. Whatever movie, well, Kenny, will cool send you the Intentions Two. Sounds fun. I think that'd be and fun. I'd love to do that. I think it'd be fun. But, we'll but do, I'd also we love do. to do a ninety nine movie. Just yeah. other things you were interested in the year. Um, well, Kenny will send you the so list of. Movies, there's a lot of great movies, movies. and also there's year. some great TV too. We got, we're going to do a. You'll see to our listeners. We're going to do some really interesting stuff with some TV miniseries down the road as well. Oh, wow! So you, it's not no. Secret. You know, there's a it's guy not, who's coming out with a book on. Films at ninety nine. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I, uh, uh, Kenny's face right now. He's like, oh, someone shit, stole our fucking right. no, idea. No, no, no. maybe it's, not. It's maybe not. not. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you being serious? Yeah. Well, there was. Is it the a guy British that you know? Guy. Oh, because I know another guy who had a book proposal about the the films of nineteen ninety nine. That it's you'll not, beat him. You'll beat him. We I don't know. We've already done it. We beat him to market. But, so. yeah. um, well, I forgot what I was going to say. Really. I was just, I was just oh, going to TV stuff. It's no secret. It's no secret. We're, we're going to no do, a, we're going to do a mini series on the Sopranos. We're going to do a mini series on the West Wing. We're doing oh, a mini wow, series on great. Freaks and Geeks because these all came out in '99. Yeah. So you know, have you done Magnolia yet? We haven't done it. We have not done Magnolia yet. That's down. That's coming down. It's both of our number two movies of the year. So it's 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 a big you one for try us. Get Paul. Oh, I mean, we're going to do our best. We're going to do everything we can. <laughs> yeah, really, I would just what we really out. want, what we really but, want Paul for well, we're, we're, is it, Big Daddy, <laughs> because yeah, no, he's a huge fan of if, Big Daddy. By the way, um, shot by Teo Vandersan. Really? Yeah. <laughs> if we would, we would do this with uh, the, someone who was actually involved in the making of the movie. Oh my god, we yeah. would do a bonus. Absolutely. We so, do anything if it was. It could be the 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 AD. It yeah, could be right, anybody. The, uh, the the person directing my, the first episode of Yes, Step exactly. Off. Yeah. Was she she yeah she Point did, being, she was the set director for Eyes Wide Shut so I'm gonna yeah. take a shot at that absolutely we'll see what happens we just want anyone that's touched any of these movies because yeah it's no, it's, it's an amazing, amazing. Thing. they were there when it you yeah. know when it, it happened an they were ground zero in Hollywood yeah. it's and I think Cruel Intentions is a particularly interesting kind of movie in this year because you started as an indie mm-hmm. you were picked up by a studio you kind of have DNA from both those places yeah um. And yeah, it's it's you know this year in this year in in and of itself is this fulcrum point, and in this weird way, cruel intentions is a microcosm of that. I totally agree, and I think it's I think you you broke a lot of molds with this movie, which is yeah. why I think people love it so much. And you know, it's well well learned. Thank it's you very movie. much. Thank yeah. you, thank well, you very much for coming on. Seriously, awesome. thank you so much, and we can't wait to have you back. We're gonna do something. I gotta. You guys get bus passes here. <laughs> 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 validation validation yeah. Sure, validation yeah thank you so much thank Roger. you we really Thanks. appreciate it Thanks, awesome guys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 